Wandering Journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theatre of the mind, highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. It's a strange thing indeed to connect with a country on the other side of the world to where you grew up, so much so that you feel the same sadness when leaving it as you do when you leave home. But this is the experience of Luca Bloom, the great Irish songman who for more than 40 years has put his passion for social justice to music and given voice to those who aren't often heard or recognised. His songs have touched a chord in Australia, so much so that he has now toured the country more than a dozen times. In this episode of Streets of Your Town, Luca Bloom tells us about the euphoric joy he feels seeing a Fremantle sunset and feeling the appreciation of his Australian fans wherever he goes. Well, Luca, thank you so much for um, giving us your time today. Beautiful. Great. Thank um, you very much. But I wanted to start by asking you 12 visits to Australia. Goodness, why, what keeps you this coming my back? 13th, my lucky 13th tour of Australia. Uh, I first came in 1992 and fell in love. It was love at first gig. <laughs> and... Um, it's a very strange thing to travel over so many countries between Dublin and Sydney and arrive in a country that's where I feel so completely at home. Uh, but that's the way it is. I don't, you know, just say that for effect. It's the only country in the world when I'm on the plane going back home to Ireland that I feel a mixture of emotions of both joy to be going home and a little bit of sadness to be leaving Australia. Because it strikes me, listening to Refuge, that you're quite the world wanderer. There's there's stories from so many places on that album. So really, it's a big compliment, I suppose, to Australia that you feel that way. <laughs> well, it, it, something happened. Uh, you see, what, what a lot of people wouldn't really know about me is that when I came to Australia in 1992, I wasn't a kid. I was already 37. And I'd been struggling for about... 15 years in many ways, but including professionally. And so in 1990, I released this album, Riverside, and it got a huge amount of airplay all over the world, but especially in Australia. So when I arrived in Australia in 1992, I was 37 years old. I'd been struggling for 15 years, but there was a huge audience at the very first gig. The first gig was packed out. There were 2,000 people there in the Enmore in Sydney. And I was very moved and very affected that here was this place that had no sense of my history that just embraced my songs and it gave me a great feeling of connection and confidence and I made a decision right there and then that Australia would forevermore be a country that I would want to return to and for as long as I possibly could and so here here we are 27 years later still singing. <laughs> Does it say something too about the resonance, I suppose, between the Irish story and the Australian story, even though they're on opposite sides of the world, obviously, but are there common themes there that you've experienced? I call Australians paddies with suntans. <laughs> I mean, the connection is huge, you know. It's uh, obviously many, many, many of my countrymen and women were forced to leave Ireland across many generations and uh, found themselves mostly in America, but many of them found themselves in Van Diemen's land 
and making their way throughout Australia over the last 200, 300 years. And, uh, and obviously in recent times, since the 1980s, so many young people have made the choice to come and live in Australia. So, yeah, we, 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 uh, there are gr- there's great symmetry between the story of Australia and the story of Ireland. And I, I noticed that you, you love certain things about the Australian character too. And perhaps some that we even uh, at times struggle with ourselves, the tall poppy syndrome has been getting a lot of debate in Australia, whether this is a healthy thing. But I, I hear that you, you quite love that and the Aussie sense of humour, that self-deprecating wit. Well, one of the things I like about Australia is that it's a, physically it's an enormous continent. But there is a kind of a... There's a sense of decency and a lack of imperial ambition about Australia that really appeals to me. I think that Australians, the one thing Australians take really seriously is sport, and you're the worst losers on earth. (laughs) Uh, But apart from that, you don't take yourselves too seriously, which is the way life should be lived. There's a sense of community here. I go around Australia, I see firefighters, I see lifesavers, I see even the kids down on the beaches who are working with their parents to learn how to become lifesavers in the ocean. The doctors who go out into the stations to, to help people with the animals and help the farmers. And there's a huge sense of community all throughout Australia. So people take their community very, very seriously, but they don't take themselves very seriously. And I think that's a very healthy mix. And I see that in one of the songs on Refuge, of course, Luca, as well. The Dadiri, as soon as I saw the, the name of it, I thought that's got to have uh, an Aboriginal connection. Can you tell us a bit about how that came about? Well, that song is my proof that not everything on the internet is bad. <laughs> uh, because I was, I, was, I, was, I was looking for something, and I can't remember specifically what I was looking for. It was something to do with stillness. And I stumbled upon this Dadiri, which is... It, it, this is a story that belongs to a place called Tipperary, which is 200 kilometers south of Darwin. Wake from urban sleep, calling me deep within. And there's a woman there called Miriam Rose, and her foundation is called the Miriam Rose Foundation. And she brings, I suppose you could call them retreats, of young people from different parts of of, uh, Australia, different cities, and they travel to her. And she's created this discipline called Dadiri. And Dadiri is her tribal word, which translates into English as deep listening. And the purpose is to teach people, especially young people, the value of sitting with nature, sitting by the river, uh, sitting with the animals, listening to the birds, getting in touch, connected with nature, and ultimately getting connected with um, your own true self. And it's a very... There's, there's, she had, they have a kind of a, an explanatory little video clip there on YouTube. And I, I found her 
and I found this practice to be really inspiring to me, it connected with me, and as a result of which I wrote this song, and I, I dedicate it to the Miriam Rose Foundation. Oh, and have you been to Daly River, or would you like to no, get out there? I haven't been to Daly River, would love to go, but mm. my, it's just, when I come to Australia, it's all about singing, and uh, I've never gotten to sing a song or do a gig in Darwin, I really hope I do someday. If I ever get to sing a few songs in Darwin, I'll make a point of going to the Daly River. And have you uh, met many Aboriginal people uh, on your travels uh, and had that experience as well, perhaps at the festivals? I mean, I, enc- I, I encounter them at the festivals. I mm. always meet, I meet people like Archie Roach at the festival, mm. Jeffrey Guramol. These are people I greatly admire, amazing artists. And I'm really happy to see that in more recent years, more and more people from other backgrounds in Australia are connecting with those artists and enjoying their music and and learning something from their culture. So, uh, Refuge, uh, from what I've read, Luca, this um, album's really about having a refuge from some things that have been quite distressing in the world in recent years. Yeah, I mean, uh, in 2015, I'd made this album called Frugalisto, and I loved making that record and worked hard with a bunch of great musicians to, to make it. But I determined after a year of recording and writing that I wasn't going to make another record for years. And then 2016 came along and I found 2016 to be almost overwhelming. It was so sad. Um, Between the death of David Bowie Prince and um, Leonard Cohen and then the uh, onset of Brexit and uh, the orange monster in America, (laughs) I decided to go quiet and seek out the refuge of music and song and I began to write these songs and learn some songs and then I quickly decided to make a record that was purely raw and with no production and very much in the sort of naked way the songs were written to present them as a record that way and I'm really glad I did it because I feel it works. And revisiting some of the classics that people know, of course, perhaps and perhaps not as associated with you um, as, as with your brother, but City of Chicago, to revisit that in a totally different way. Well, the interesting thing about that was that, uh, you know, I've gotten so used to people loving my brother's version of that song. I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> to my brother because he, he did bring that song out into the world. But um, I'd written it and then his version of it became so iconic that I had this weird feeling of doing a cover version of my own song for for 34 years and uh, when I was recording the songs for Refuge I just was playing guitar one day and I stumbled on these notes and chords and I thought ooh this feels like a new landscape for City of Chicago and um, I've recorded this new version of it it's the first time in 34 years that I've really connected with that song and I'm really happy about that 1847 was the year it all began deadly pains of hunger drove a million from this land they journeyed not for glory their motive wasn't greed a voyage of survival far across the stormy sea As the evening shadows fall There are people dreaming Of the hills of Donegal 
Uh, it was wonderful listening to it and just thinking, I know the lyrics to this. Oh, it's that song. So, yes, it, it does sort yeah. of creep up on you. It was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so um, with the, the, the podcast that I do too, The Streets of Your Town, I always ask people if they have a favourite street or a place that they think of um, that when they're, they're thinking that they, they just want some comfort or a place that they love. Is there a place like that for you in Australia? Well, that's a really, it's really oh, in Australia. Or in, a, or in Ireland. Both would be great. <laughs> okay. A place <laughs> or a street in Australia that would be significant for me. That would probably, that would probably just be downtown Fremantle. Mm. What is it about there that uh, makes you feel at home? I think, I think the history of Fremantle is absolutely fascinating. I think it being this, you know, small port with the whole prison history that it has, where effectively the whole town was a prison, and a lot of Irish Republicans were imprisoned there. That's interesting enough. But then you go into the Portuguese, the Greek, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Indonesian. And it's a small town. I mean, it's not a big city. I know it's next door to Perth, but Fremantle is it's a very independent. It's a city that's very independent of, of, of Perth. Um, and Perth's almost independent just, of Australia in many ways. They like to Perth see themselves quite apart. A, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. And when you're in this part of Australia, you're, you know, on the one hand, you're 1,800 miles away from the nearest Australian city, which would be Adelaide. And then you're 5,000 miles away from the nearest... Uh, other city, which would be probably Cape Town. Mm. And uh, I, I just find it absolutely fascinating. And uh, I also happen to have some really good friends there. And so we always make sure we end our tours uh, in Fremantle. And that way, it, it's in Fremantle that I say goodbye to Australia. And that's that's kind of an important uh, couple of days where I, I really spend a bit of serious quality time. The touring has been done, the gigs are over, and I'm just hanging out with some friends, some of whom are Australian and some of whom are Irish. And uh, it's it's a pretty, it's a, it's that's magical for me. And it is also the place that, um, I'm going to get very twee and poetic now. <laughs> it, it has the best, it has the best sunsets I've ever seen. Um, and so it's where the sun, the sun always sets on my tour in, in Fremantle. Mm. And uh, that would be, off the top of my head, that would be my chosen spot. Yes. But there are many places. In, like we're, we're on our way into Noosa now, and that's pretty magical. And then we go to Byron in a couple of days' time. So I could make many choices. But I, for Australia, I'm going to say Fremantle. And interestingly, if you want me to give you a street in um, in Ireland, I would say... I'm really happy to say this because it's finally the place I call home. It's unusual for me to have a street in a place that I call home that would be the most magical place for me, and that would be on the main street of Ennis Diamond, E-N-N-I-S-T-Y-M-O-N, Ennis mm-hmm. Diamond, County Clare. Mm. That's, um, that's, uh, it's, the, it's the closest town to where I live, um, and it's just a very vibrant interesting community um full of wonderful people and great cafes and uh lots of lots of fun lots of music um it's 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 a it's a small little market town that sort of services the the the, the tourists who come for the surfing and 
all that stuff around the area, but there's also a wonderful um, native community there of really good people. So that would be my my magical place. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us on Streets of Your Town and um, for doing this interview with us, Luca Bloom. Really appreciate it. And good luck with the tour, which kicks off tonight at Noosa, of course. Yeah, I'm really, really thrilled about that and really looking forward to get going. And I can't wait for the show in Brisbane and everywhere else. And, and look forward to the Charles Hotel at Frio to finish. And those big wide, wide sky sunsets. I can't wait. <laughs> Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. Stay up to date with the latest episode of Streets of Your Town by subscribing on your podcast app on iTunes or SoundCloud. See you next time.